day guys i hope everyone's doing well welcome to this episode of the shield maiden i'm your host natalie cabin and today i wanted to talk about dojo etiquette dojo etiquette of course this is going to be mainly pertaining to brazilian jiu-jitsu because when isn't it in my life (laughs) but i had a couple really good questions from some students and they were like you know i don't really know dojo etiquette now of course we post in our facility there's a big old like gym rules and there's a there's a big rule sheet that everybody can kind of take a look at and read over and those kind of give you a very good gist of what's going on and what you should expect on the mats so anytime you go to a facility let's say that you're traveling and and you want to kind of train a little bit when you're on vacation or you're traveling from work or whatever the case may be how do you you know find out all this stuff how how do you how do you figure out their dojo etiquette always ask if they have like rules on their website or if they wouldn't mind sending you over you know the pdf version of it so that you can go over it just in case it's different because at some schools it's different it's not you know there's not some cookie cutter version some schools focus on certain things and others don't for example at some academies in brazilian jiu-jitsu you're gonna see the guys that really aren't big about t-shirts underneath the uniform and then at some academies like you have to do it that way there has to be you have to wear a t-shirt sometimes even a rash guard underneath the uniform and you know there's nothing wrong with either one i lean our facility leans more towards the wear a rash guard underneath your gi just because it is a little bit more sanitary <laughs> let me tell you a story So before Professor Paula and I were dating, and for those of you who don't know who Professor Paula is, he is my husband, and he is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and we co-own and run a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school together. So before we were dating, I sparred and trained with him, and he was not wearing an undershirt. Now, he is very hairy for lack of a better term he is you know he's just he's he's got a lot of hair on his chest he's very manly super handsome yada 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 exactly what you guys want to listen to (laughs) so anyway i absolutely i'm head over heels for my husband so anytime i get to tell someone about him i will he is he is hairy and so as we're training and he's been training and sweating i remember like he got like side control on me and he went to like transition and i just remember feeling like i was in that movie along came polly and my mouth was open because he had just smashed my face and I just got all of that like sweat and hair and I was not a happy camper and we were not dating so it was not at the time now like yeah it's funny but at the time I remember being so grossed out 
I was like, oh, I got his sweat in my mouth. Gross. And so I tend to lean more towards, I like the rash guards underneath. When you compete and stuff, rash guards aren't necessary. But, it, you know, for males. <clears throat> but I like the rash guards. I think that it helps with keeping your ghee fresh. Uh, uh, you know, like the more sweat that gets into your ghee, like the dinger it becomes, the smell. Once your ghee has that funk in it, and you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you will if you train jiu-jitsu long enough. It's like when you wear like a like a t-shirt for too long and you work out in it, you go outside in it all the time, and you wash it, and when it comes out of the wash, it smells good. But the second like you start to sweat in it, it gets that that funk, like that dirty water smell. And um it, it means that the t-shirt or the garment is now holding a ton of bacteria that is causing odor and you need to toss it, all right? And it's the same thing with your geese, but geese can be expensive. And so how do you keep your geese? Well, you keep them by wearing a rash guard underneath. And, and that way your sweat and your odor kind of permeates through the rash guard prior to going through your geese. So you're getting less you know, grossness soaked into your uniform. That is a one, you know, so that's an etiquette thing. So finding out about like, okay, do they like the rash guards on? Do they not like the rash guards on? Because you don't want to be that person that shows up to the gym and you, you know, like I had a woman who was pretty hardcore competitor. She came in not too long ago. I think, I think she was like a blue, I can't remember offhand. And she was this teeny tiny little fierce looking thing. And she was just, she was a demon on the mat. She was fabulous, but she came in and she wore a bra. Now in competitions, it's, it's allowed in certain cases. Nobody wants to see me wearing a sports bra and coming out there and training. But in her case, I don't think anybody would mind, but that's not allowed in my gym. And so, you know, I had to ask her to put a shirt on and I wasn't mad or, or anything like that. It's just, it's just kind of the rules of our gym, uh, because we have co-ed training and stuff like that. I, I think I, I even asked the men, all men and women in our facility have to wear t-shirts like crew neck t-shirts or rash guards while training. Um, I don't allow any kind of low cut V neck. I don't allow any of that on the mats. And there's a bunch of different reasons. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's my gym. I get to choose. That's why. <laughs> so other etiquette that may be different, like, like etiquette that's usually not on that piece of paper, okay? Like the secret etiquette. A lot of people don't realize that as a younger rank, it is considered rude to ask or request a role from a higher rank. So let's say you're traveling, you go to a gym, your gym's kind of real laid back, relaxed, you got a purple belt or a brown belt that teaches you. And you know, you're used to being like, hey, yo, Jimmy, you wanna train with me? Even though Jimmy's a higher rank, but because you guys are friends like that, it's not a big deal. In the martial arts community, in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, especially in old school, like, OG Brazilians, like if you go to an OG Brazilian school, okay, 
And you'll know because the instructor is Brazilian <laughs> most times. Then just assume that it is run very similar to the military. You're like, what are you talking about? So imagine that the black belt is considered the general. All right. And everybody falls below the general. A private would never turn around and ask a general to do something. Right? Like that, it does not compute. A private would not turn around to the general and say, hey, can you go, you know, mop the kitchen or something? They would never do that. Now, the general may ask the private, the younger rank, and if we're going to put it into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu terms, the black belt may ask the younger rank to train. The black belt or the higher rank may ask the under rank to do something. But in most cases, it is not considered polite manners to ask an older rank something. Unless, of course, you guys have already established a relationship and you guys are cool like that. I, I don't care what you do. But I'm just telling you as a tidbit, this is something that I learned the hard way. All right? <laughs> I learned it the hard way and I got smashed because, you know, those OG jiu-jitsu guys, like, they will, they'll be like, oh, yes, yes, you want to, oh, yeah, come here, come here. And then they will make a meal out of you for the next 10 minutes. So don't be foolish. Don't pull a Natalie. And make sure that you treat this school that you're visiting, you know, more than likely. Because at your gym, you're usually going to already have those ins and outs or maybe you're still kind of newer and you're kind of like I don't understand why my instructor is a little perturbed like for example my husband he is Brazilian he is a little old school and so for him he doesn't understand why a new belt doesn't know these things and the reason being is because he expects the other students the peers of the new student to help him out or her out so that they kind of learn the ropes. Another secret dojo etiquette thing. A black belt or a higher rank on the mats when you are sparring. So when there are group sparring and you have sparring going on. A lot of times the higher rank has the right of way, so to speak. So if all of a sudden you have a black belt and he's training with whoever. It doesn't matter if it's a brand new white belt. But he's a black belt. And then you are a blue belt. And you're training with another blue belt. And let's say that you guys start rolling really, really close to each other. Etiquette dictates that you, the younger rank, the younger team, is supposed to get up and move. Because the black belt has the right of way. And this is just an unspoken kind of rule in most schools. I'm not saying at every school, but if all of a sudden you come around and you decide to, to go out, like Professor Paulo is really big about manners. My husband's very big about manners. He's like, when you go to another gym, another academy, I want them to be like, man, you've got really good manners. You've got really good dojo etiquette. Your teacher did a good job. You know, because Professor Paulo sees his students and I see my students as extensions of myself. So they are representing, you are representing your team pretty much at all times. 
especially if you are at another gym, you are representing your team. So if you come there and you haven't asked the right questions and you don't know what their their rules are, you haven't seen a printout, and your gym is much different than their gym, for whatever reason, they, they hail from another team, they've got different, uh, you know, like they're a little bit more no-gi versus your, you know, your more traditional, you know, gi school. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, when you're out and about training at one of these facilities, because that's what is available to you. And always asking, like, if you're going to travel, ask your professor, say, hey, I'm going to travel to this location. Do you happen to know anyone? Or could I provide you with a list of schools and maybe you can look it over and see which one would probably best suit me, you know? And going back to making your phone calls, doing your homework and all that kind of stuff. So those are just a couple of the secret etiquette in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Also like making sure you sit at attention when an instructor is speaking. Like a lot of people are much more laxed nowadays. So I remember one time I was at a I was at a seminar with Carlos Gracie Jr. and he was teaching the thing and I kind of like my legs were tired. I left one leg out and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't crisscrossed. I wasn't sitting Indian style and wasn't like focused and paying attention. I think I I had hurt my knee or something. And so I was stretching it out, rubbing it out. I was listening to the instructor and that was a no-no. Like I didn't know that. Uh, Of course, I was still a, a newbie at this point, but I, I didn't know that. I had no idea because at my old academy, and this was before I was with Professor Apollo, but at my old academy, it was a super lax. Like I remember people just laying out on the mats and like propped up on one elbow and their knee bent and it looked kind of like they were hanging out at the beach watching the instructor teach the technique. And then all of a sudden I went to this seminar with a very, you know, well-known Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu figurehead and I had bad manners. So, uh, you know, always being polite, always kind of thinking of being just a little bit more conservative, always asking questions politely, um, you you know, respectfully, that's going to get you a long way. And showing that you care about another academy's, you know, rules, regulations, etiquette, ideals, it, it goes a long way in, you know, cementing your (laughs) your survivability on the mats because I I have seen um, I've seen when I was first first starting out in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu I had not met my husband yet (laughs) and so I remember this one like blue belt we had this this new black belt had come in he was a Brazilian barely spoke English and he was this little guy and this blue belt he just had a chip on his shoulder and he was like, you, you're going to spar with me. And this black belt, this little black belt just kind of smiled real big at him and like brought him over to him. And I watched him snap this guy's arm snap to this day. Mind you, this was 15 plus years ago. This guy can't straighten his dang arm out. Now, was that extreme? Yes. Yes, it was. 
<laughs> would I be super irate and livid if that had ever happened to me? Oh, yes. But it has happened. I have seen it happen. And I'm not trying to scare anybody off. Like, that Like that probably wouldn't happen by today's standards because things are so, you know, soft <laughs> so much anymore. But... It, it has happened, and I do think that in order to keep yourself from getting hurt, maybe not to that extreme, but, you know, like I had, getting your getting your lunch eaten all day long. <laughs> so it's just, it's important that we're aware, that we're polite, and that we ask these questions when it comes to dojo etiquette, especially secret dojo etiquette. All right, guys, if you have any questions or concerns, please don't feel, don't hesitate to uh to contact me you can contact me via email p n b r 10 at gmail.com or you can always find me on facebook or instagram or any of those social media platforms guys thank you so much and i look forward to seeing you next time on the shield maiden